0: Welcome to Andy Staples on 3. What a day it has been, Jesse Simonton. Started with a maybe the most packed noon slate ever and just went straight into the night, into a shootout in Los Angeles. But of course, we start in Tuscaloosa where Alabama got into a shootout of its own with LSU and then got a stop. And then suddenly, there were no more scores.
1: I, I mean, today, I, are you a big concert going guy, Andy? I don't, I don't. Maybe, maybe in your youth. Oh yeah, absolutely. Today, today was like one of those concert slates where it was just banger on banger on banger. I mean, it was just mm-hmm. the next great band topped by the next great band, and so we got a great noon slate. We got some interesting three thirty stuff. We'll talk about. And then the nightcap delivered. I mean, this was 28-28 all, and then Jalen Milrow and Alabama's defense took over. Three straight touchdowns coming out of halftime, and that changed the game. And obviously, Jalen Daniels getting knocked out, kind of uh, spurred or dashed any you know upset hopes for LSU, and that was unfortunate. But this was a game where Jalen Milrow, he, he, he rides that roller coaster, Andy. Yep. He'll miss he'll miss a layup, misses a layup, touchdown, very next play. It's a fadeaway, you know, Steph Curry three-pointer, you know, with your arms up before the ball even goes into the net where he just wiggles past LSU's defense and runs it in. I think he had like a buck 50 on the ground, four touchdowns. We, you know, we've been waiting for some weeks to kind of see Alabama really involve his legs. And some of it was design runs, but a lot of it was just, oh, the play's broken. Well, I'm a running back, you know, that also has a Howitzer, and he he was he was remarkable, you know, when they needed him most.
0: Well, he and Jaden Daniels were basically doing the same things. I mean, their stat lines were almost identical. Uh, yep. Jaden Daniels throws for 219. Jalen Milrow throws for 219. Jaden Daniels runs for 163 and one touchdown. Uh, Jalen Milrow runs for 155 and four touchdowns they they were both when they needed to escaping and the defenses couldn't do anything about them. Now that Dallas Turner hit puts Jane Daniels out. Uh, I have far less problems with the hit than I do with LSU putting him back in the game when they're like, Oh, your jaw's okay. Go back in. And then they're yeah. like, Oh wait, maybe we should have checked him for a concussion. And he, it, that was
1: terrible. And you know what else was kind of the difference between Milrow and Daniels is Milroe avoids getting plastered you know he ha- he got ha- he kind of has that lamar jackson to him where he just never gets pasted whether he's running you know in the middle of the field or getting out of bounds whereas jalen daniels uh, that dallas turner hit was the last one but i mean he took blow after blow after yeah. blow on some of his long runs i mean he got completely pasted there late in the second, you know, just before halftime on that long run and remarkably managed to get up and, you know, score another touchdown. I mean, it was, that was insane because hit with his frame to be able to withstand those hits. It's just, yeah. un, it seems unsustainable. And ultimately it was.
0: Yeah. I don't have a problem with the Dallas Turner hit. He hit him in the chest. What was he supposed, he 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 hit supposed him to head? hit him? Where's yeah. he supposed to hit him? Where's he now, supposed to hit him? Maybe hit him late. They did flag him, right? They flagged him for running yes. the passer on that play. So, right. you know, and they did check it for targeting because they check every hit like that for targeting. They just didn't call it. So I uh, I don't know what to tell you. He, he didn't hit him in the head. So there are hard hits that are legal that hurt people. It happens. And, you know, again, probably the greater sin is LSU not checking him for a concussion and putting him back in the game instead of putting him in the tent and figuring it out. So, but it, the here's the thing with Alabama, though. Milro looks more and more comfortable every single game. And Jesse, I, they, they got to play at Kentucky and at Auburn. Those are not gimmies by any stretch, but I think they can win those. And then if they do, we're talking about an Alabama-Georgia-SEC championship game, probably, unless Georgia loses the next two weeks in a row. But I think Alabama can beat Georgia on the right day.
1: On on the right day. You know, defense is still up. You know, today their defense was a little optional at times. Uh, and that was with the breakdowns, with, with Jaden Daniels hurting them with their legs. You know, uh, our, our buddy Richard Johnson had a good tweet about, you know, this was kind of a cardio game, this game, and, and, and uh, USC Washington for the defenses. They were just kind of out there running around, and that yeah. is the case. But we have seen Alabama, especially on its best day, do a lot of things defensively. They are a top five team in the country when they play well defensively. Dallas Turner uh, is obviously awesome off the edge. It was notable, you know, Braswell did not play much tonight. That they mm-hmm. missed him, and that was that was honestly probably key for LSU because you know they were dinged up at right tackle. So when you don't have that kind of mismatch, they weren't Alabama wasn't able to take advantage of it. I, I think you know the fact that they still struggle to run the ball on consistent run downs outside of of Milrose, you know freelancing. I mean, McMillan,
0: uh, McClellan only had sixty-three yards on like fifteen carries, fourteen carries. You know, but Roydet Williams had fifty-six on six carries. Like, I don't think it was that bad. I, I it, wasn't that bad. it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad.
1: It wasn't that bad. But we're talking about a Tigers defense that yeah. that ranks in the bottom of a lot of categories. Can you yeah. can you hurt Georgia on the ground a la the way? Missouri at least threatened them today with those stretch runs. Well, well see. so t-
0: Tom asks the question: Will the CFP committee keep Alabama behind Texas in the polls? And I would say yes. I think they will. I think they'll just move them both up. So because it's, drop- pro- it, it's an yeah, entertainment,
1: it's an entertainment product until the end. So they could totally <laughs> flip them, you know,
0: to, yeah, to
1: to, to to push the TV ratings. But I I think you're right. I think they ultimately keep them one spot behind.
0: Yeah, and I think they'll move Texas up because Oklahoma drops, so they're going to drop them. But yeah, th- this Alabama team is not perfect by any stretch. But this Georgia team is not what it has been the past two years. So if they, they were to meet, then I do think there's a chance on the right day. So for those counting at home, Alabama's at Kentucky next week. They get Chattanooga the following week, and then they're at Auburn. So you know you you, you do run the risk of one of those Jordan-Hare, the visitor doesn't get out alive type Spooky situations. Spooky season. Yeah, if, Al- if Auburn... You know, like Auburn had a good game against Vanderbilt on Saturday. They got a little confidence. But I don't think that they would challenge Alabama this season, just the way things have gone. But I, I really am impressed with the way Alabama is blocking at, at this point. It It's not like it was. Remember the Arkansas game when Atlanta Jackson was just abusing Caden Proctor and destroying Jalen Milrow. And in the first half of the Tennessee game, it looked bad. It feels like they've figured out a way to protect Jalen Miller a little bit better.
1: Well, that, and I think I think what we saw today, don't you think, Andy? That you know this is kind of saving at his best coming. All right, what, what do we need to tweak in the bye week? I think what they also probably really harped on Jalen is, hey, if it's not there, we know you want to hit that home run, but if it's not there, <laughs> use your legs, run. Yeah, and so he that there was the you know, QB freelancing, and that it, – it just he, – he, you know, carved up Matt House's defense. Now, LSU, they were down four cornerbacks. Major Burns gets dinged up in this right. game. I mean, they were just beat to hell in the secondary. That has to be noted. But but Alabama did what good teams do. You take advantage and, and you know, they continue to survive in advance. They're undefeated in the SEC. They 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 absolutely remain in the hunt not only to win the SEC championship but to to you know knock in the door and and make the college football playoff.
0: Jesse, let's head out west to the game that was happening concurrently with LSU Alabama. Washington USC Reminder that Caleb Williams is probably still the best player in college football. He just doesn't have much around him. I don't think I, I actually think he might be better this year than he was last year because he doesn't have Jordan Addison. Like he's not going to win the worst Heisman. offensive line. Yeah, worst offensive line. Worst offensive line. Worst defense on the other side of the ball. He he's not going to win the Heisman. I get it, but you saw tonight like he's freaking magic, and it didn't a, matter because their defense is terrible.
1: That Houdini touchdown he had that I think, oh my I think it tied the game at 35 Yes. when on fourth to I Emmy, mean, he just, he runs back and then just quickly sets his feet, turns his shoulders and just throws a dart into the corner of the end zone. I mean, that's the stuff that when all these folks who are like, Oh, he may not be the number one pick. That's the stuff that's like, no, there's no way an NFL team is not going to take that number one overall. There, you know, there's, maybe five guys on the planet that could make that play physically he was he was amazing and yet the difference in the game was that once again alex's alex grinch's defense you know can't they couldn't catch a cold if if it you know if they're in the middle of flu season i mean it, it's it is, their it's, tackling it's is abhorrent it's, it is abhorrent <laughs> the huskies deep offensive line uh showed up today you know there was the, the great stat by the end of the game that penix and their tailback Dylan Johnson who had four touchdowns both had 256 yards identical uh which was crazy but I mean again USC has 500 some odd yards of offense Caleb is transcendent they even get a great rushing game for themselves 203 yards the turnover battles tied and yet you lose by 10 points because your defense is just a sieve I mean it's a picket fence and I don't even. What what else can we say at this point? Well,
0: Bootzilla in the in the chat. Good point. The difference is the game is Caleb Williams turned it over at the wrong time. He, he, he did. He gave him fumble. the ball in the red yeah. zone, and they yeah, they cashed was, it in quickly.
1: Yeah, and that was and that was costly. But but when everything is on Superman's shoulders, he's gonna have a kryptonite moment a time or two, right? I mean, he's, he, you know he mm-hmm. he, he, oh, you he
0: can't he's asked to do more than anyone else because yes. like Jaden Daniels who. I, I hope he's okay. I I don't know. Like they may not play him against Florida. We'll we'll see what happens with the concussion situation. Probably don't need, but, to. but probably going to win the Heisman if this keeps up, unless JJ McCarthy comes in or you know one of those guys. But he has Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas who might both be first round prospects. Caleb Williams doesn't have any of that. When and, and and I know that USC's supposed to have all this talent, but I'm not sure they do. And you kind of look at the the recruiting that's going on under Lincoln Riley, and you start to wonder, like, where's this going?
1: Well, he 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 better have a dial on you know whoever the number one transfer portal quarterback is. He he better have a dial on that. And then if uh, things continue to go south in in Waco, he better have he better have you know Dave Aranda's number on speed dial.
0: Matthew in the chat asks, how did Washington beat Oregon? Lanning's awful fourth down decisions. That's how. No, they stopped Oregon on those fourth downs. If Oregon makes that last fourth down, they win. I I don't know about you, Jesse. I feel like why, watching Oregon and Washington in the past few weeks. If they play again, I would pick Oregon. But I would the fact too. Of the and matter is, they played in Washington. One.
1: Yeah, I got this question in my mailbag this week, and I and I thought it was a good point by a Huskies fan. That's it, it was a lack of respect, and it was like. So when we beat Oregon for the third time, will we finally, you know, will folks finally stop saying, oh, I think Oregon, even though they lost, is, is the better team. We'll see. Right now they're on track for that matchup. Oregon now plays, you know, uh, USC next weekend, and Washington's got to, you know, got to tangle with the feisty Utah Utes and, and the pig farmer who threw four touchdowns today. So I, I didn't, the, the reason I agree with you about the Ducks, though, and, again, I understand why Huskies fans – can get a little bit chapped by this. I just think they have a second gear that the Huskies right. don't. The Huskies are awesome offensively, have some issues in the line of scrimmage defensively. Um, but Oregon, as they showed today, I mean, I don't know if we're really going to talk about it, but that's a 14-13 game against Cal. Bo Nix throws an interception on the first play of the game. And they just – and it's just you blink, and they're up 35-13 to at halftime, and they win going away. They hang 63 on them. I don't know if the Huskies can do that. They did prove today you can get back on track again. You know what's the best medicine if if your offense is
0: kind of you know a little clunky the last few weeks? Play Alex Grinch's defense. Play Alex Grinch's defense. (laughs) It's it's unbelievable, but I yeah I I really do want to see USC against Oregon because I think it's a it's a different style completely. I don't think USC is going to score nearly as much against Oregon, but how much is Bucky Irving going to run for?
1: Oh. Again, based on based on the tackling that we've seen previously, I think he can he, he can at least come close to, to Dylan Johnson's two 250
0: to diet. Oh, it's, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. I just I, I can't believe it. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check.
1: Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to do's Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our
0: mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply.
1: Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
0: We got to talk about the team that, that we've been talking about all week off the field. They did play on the field tonight. Michigan beat Purdue. You got to tell Who me about this eye- one.
1: I, I got very little eyes on this one. What, what, what was it? What was the...
0: Michigan went up early. Uh, they went up 17, nothing early. I, I Purdue that. made it a 26 game 20 to six game at halftime, and then for it was about a quarter and a half between the second and third quarter that Purdue held serve, and then Michigan just turned on the afterburners. There was one play where Michigan's defensive line pushed Purdue's entire offensive line into Hudson card. It was brutal to watch. Like they're really good on the field. We haven't talked about. Oh, I'm sorry. It was 41-13, not 41-6. Uh, we have not talked about.
1: What all the backbreaker,
0: the backdoor cover touchdown. Yeah, exactly. We, we we have not talked about all the stuff that happened Friday on the show because we didn't have a show on Friday. But you had Santa Ono, the president of Michigan, releasing a you know, sending a letter to Tony Petiti, the commissioner of the big the Big Ten, saying, "Hey, if you've got all this evidence." And you're gonna do you want to do something to us you could you could say you're investigating us because you haven't even said that yet and and we'd like they, due process yes they would like due process and I'll blame them for that uh Connor stallions res- resigned I'm using air quotes here uh according to him and his lawyer in Michigan but we all know what what, what really happened uh the the whole situation is is just crazy because uh, Chris Ballas from the Wolverine He was the first person with that Santa Ono letter. He released it on Saturday. But on Friday, Chris reported that the the Big Ten came in and Michigan was ready to fight. Michigan was ready to go to the mats. And according to what Chris reported, the Big Ten was like, here's some evidence we have. And Michigan's like, oh, crap. That was what Chris reported on Friday. Now, it feels like this thing sort of runs in waves where they go, whoop this might be this might be it and then they're like no nah, no nah, we're fighting this thing so <laughs> I, I think I, I think they're in we're fighting this thing mode right now but i don't know i'm not really sure wasn't the other wasn't the other report on
1: friday via uh, this was like i think this is not the own you think it is which is michigan release or uh, some michigan insider i forget who it was that was chris was. Ballas. that was our guy chris okay yeah also <laughs> on also had the report that it was uh, ohio state Behind the um, right private investigation, which is
0: two, not two, not
1: overly surprising, but two uh, things on
0: that: it doesn't matter how how it came to be. If it proves you did something wrong, uh, it's not a court of law. Like evidence can't get thrown out for being right. improperly obtained. Like if, in a criminal trial, yes, absolutely. If, if you find out the evidence was improperly att- obtained, it's it's getting tossed. That doesn't work that way in NCAA land, but what it, there's more to it than that, because if that really happened and Michigan gets punished and nothing else happens to anybody else, like the next time anything goes on, like if I'm Michigan, I'm hiring PIs to investigate everybody. I'm oh, not it it just
1: makes the story so much juicier. It's just, it's fantastic. I mean, this is going to be the best 30 for 30 in in a decade Oh, once it's, all it's this unravels.
0: Yeah, and and we don't know what happens next. I mean, everybody thinks they have some clue of what's going to happen next. I don't. All I know is Michigan plays Penn State next week. And all I
1: know is that there seems like there might be more Connor Stallions videos out there.
0: It does sound that way. But I'm excited for that game because this is the first real challenging yeah. opponent they've played. And I want to see them play one. And I think they can then- beat them, but I want to see it.
1: Oh, definitely, and the Nittany Lions. You know they played with energy. They bounced back today. Drew Aller. You know, had it. They, they immediately got a stop on on fourth down on Maryland's opening drive, and they just. Uh, did you see? Here's a fun fact, Andy. Here we'll play a little game. Play a little quiz here. All right. How many yards rushing? Do you know this stat offhand or no?
0: I don't know what the stat you're going to ask me about. Is. How How many yards
1: rushing when he take away sacks? How many yards rushing? did Maryland run for today? Was it A, 10, B, minus
0: 30, C, (laughs) minus 2, or D, 6? I'm going to go minus 30 because that sounds most impressive.
1: It was minus 2 when you take away sacks. Taking away sacks,
0: wow. When you (laughs) add
1: in sacks, it was minus 49.
0: Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Yeah, look, they we know Penn State's defense down. is good. It's That's not even the issue. It's oh, can they score?
1: Right, and they did today. They, again, Aller had four touchdowns. Dante Cephas, we've been waiting two months mm-hmm. for the Kent State transfer to finally pop. He had a couple scores, his biggest game, you know, in a Nittany Lions uniform. So I'm excited about that one, too. I think you're going to be there, right?
0: That's, I, I am going to be there. I cannot yeah. wait. It's it's but, because I, I, w- I want to see this Michigan team against a good team. Forget all the other stuff. I'm just talking about on the field. Like we've been waiting for this all year for them to play somebody that will challenge them. And this is, this is potentially that team. And if they don't get challenged, well, that's even more interesting. So, yeah, I can't wait. Let us move to Bedlam, which ended in. Probably the sweetest way ever for Oklahoma State fans.
1: Fans rush the field.
0: They're playing. We are never, ever, ever getting back together by Taylor Swift as the fans rush the field. Mike Gundy does the how about them Cowboys in the locker room. What a win for the Cowboys. Well, actually, Andy, this was like
1: kudos to their PA guy or sound guy or whatever. Oh, yeah. Because the second uh stoops gets stopped short. So Drake stoops gets stopped short at midfield. Oklahoma has the ball with a chance to 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 win the game, down by or tie the game or win the game. Stoops gets stopped short. They immediately start playing DJ's Khaled, all I do is win. Yeah. So they play that, then the fans rush the field and they're playing the Taylor Swift side. So it was just an awesome one too. Mike Gundy, three three and fifteen entering today against Oklahoma. For him, he's one and zero. He says, yeah. "I won the last one. That's the one that matters." It was, this game was choppy, seesaw, back and forth. I think there was like four or five uh, ties, lead changes, bad, bad pick, bad interception by, by you know, oh. our, our 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 man there. Uh, but he he turned around and and you know he he he's the Heisman still. Uh, I think he still has a
0: chance. You know, a buck thirty seven on the ground and two scores after throwing the bad pick. Well, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, Ollie Gordon, not a thrower of the football normally. No, so I don't necessarily put that on him. No, uh, it was a bad trick play. Oklahoma's turnovers cost them dearly. Uh, all no. of Oklahoma State's points in the second half came off of Oklahoma turnovers. The Oklahoma fans are are done with Jeff Levy. They're ready to ready to move on to an offensive coordinator. I don't even know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, at that. I'm not sure that's necessarily the issue, but they're not as good as we thought they were when they beat Texas, for sure. The question is, where are they? Is this is this where it kind of ends for them? Because they are not now in line to make the Big 12 championship game. They need help. They need Iowa State to beat Texas would be the thing that would help them the most. But I don't, like Oklahoma State, they're remaining... Their remaining Big Twelve opponents are UCF, Houston, and BYU, I believe. Like I, I believe you are correct. I, I don't think they're going to lose to those teams. Although, you know, we, we don't know. This this team did lose to South Alabama earlier in the season, but they seem to have come back pretty well from that.
1: Five straight. They've won five straight Big Twelve games. Gordon's rushed for a hundred yards six straight uh, weeks. I mean, Gunny's got this team back on track, and and they don't. It's not overly pretty, but they get it done. I mean, the pokes have have kind of found a way each week. How how about this for an OC trade? Oklahoma fans are sick of Levy. You've got Arkansas. They they just fired Dan Enos. Pittman with a big win today, though. Colorado inexplicably demotes Sean Lewis. What about Sean Lewis to Oklahoma, Levy back to the SEC
0: to Mm -hmm. Arkansas? Well, it's the same offense that Levy runs. So That's what I'm you, saying. You'd be getting a, a different version of the same offense. Levy would be going back to the, to Arkansas where they ran Kendall Bryle's offense, which is the same offense. So, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense. By the way, as we speak, 16 seconds left in, in the first half, Colorado has three points. Yes. So the hosting the change may not have worked.
1: And they had zero yards rushing, I believe, after
0: the first quarter, which, were the, yeah. which was the he, impetus for the move. Yeah, you're not going to believe this, but when you can't block – it's usually not the OC's fault.
1: a week after Dion you know is complaining about an offensive line that he put together via the transfer portal and now can't cut too. I
0: mean, it's, right. it's,
1: it was a bad one-two punch for, for Coach Prime this week.
0: Yeah, well, here's the thing. Oklahoma State is in the driver's seat. Well Let, let's let's move to, I know we're, we've been going sort of reverse chronologically, but let's let's stay on on topic here. We'll stay on the big 12. Let's move to Texas. Okay, Texas. Okay. Well, we can talk. Kansas knocks off Iowa State, which knocks them out of first place in the Big 12. So, Kansas and Iowa State both now have two conference losses. Lance Leipold is maybe the greatest coach of all time. Back-to-back Big
1: 12 uh, wins for the first time in 15 years.
0: Yeah. Seven wins for
1: the first time in a season since 2008, too. I mean, just. Then the dude gets it done. He he can get he can get a blank check from Michigan State if he wants one tomorrow.
0: Or anybody else who has. Or an anybody opening. else. Let's, yes. let's be real here. So let let's go down to Austin though, where Texas takes a huge lead, blows said lead. Kansas State comes back, misses a chip shot field goal that would tie, but then gets and the, the f- ball back. Pat. Yeah, misses a pat as well. Yep. Gets the ball back, does tie. But then Chris Kleiman, because he's had some kicking issues, goes for it on fourth down in double overtime instead of kicking a field goal to tie, which I admit, not a sure thing. But fourth and goal from the four is very much not a sure thing. And that's the end of the game. I don't... Here's why I was the the, wrong move. I understand the the die on your feet thing. But the defense was playing so well for K State. Like, try the chip shot field goal and let your defense try to win it for you.
1: I 100%, 100% agree. Here, here's
0: why it was the wrong move, Andy.
1: You, Malik Murphy was red hot in the first quarter. Three incompletions, but he had 167 yards. Throws a touchdown strike to AD Mitchell. He was ice. He was like Coors Light ice cold the rest of the game. I mean, he was awful. He, was sing- he single-handedly was the reason Kansas State got back into the game. He threw a couple terrible interceptions, probably should have thrown about five balls, multi- five picks, multiple ones that were dropped. Texas desperately needs Quinn Ewers back if they're going to win the Big 12 championship and reach the college football playoff. The fact that he only had 12 completions I – wrote, I wrote a takeaways piece about this game uh, earlier today. He had 12 completions. The final three quarters, averaging three point three yards per attempt, make him beat you in tight windows in yeah. the red zone.
0: You know, yeah, just, just obviously, load up, you, load up the box. Load up the and, box. And, don't
1: don't let Dylan Brooks, uh, or, you know, or um, Jonathan Brooks get downhill and and make Murphy. Jay Baxter
0: was running well too.
1: Yeah, he had it. There was, you know, we uh, you and I talked about this before, but there was two of the coolest plays of the day. One was in this game, which was the fake tush push. Toss mm-hmm. right on fourth Love and short. Yep. Baxter goes for fifty-five yard touchdown. Uh, and then in the USC game, uh, circling back to that one real quick. How 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 sweet was that little uh, delayed stretch play turns into a reverse flea flicker, wide open touchdown? I mean, that was just you talk about Lincoln Riley getting in his bag, cooking up. He he not He may not have a, a clue of what to how to you know field the defense, but but the man can dial up some some really sweet plays. So yeah, this is a big win for Texas. I don't think they win this game last year.
0: I don't either. Don't, and that's, that's they, what makes this so huge. You can say what you want. You can criticize the climb and call, however you want to do it. Texas wouldn't have won this last year. They wouldn't have won this the year before. This is the game that would have broken Texas, and it didn't break Texas. They are still in position to win the Big 12. They have... At TCU, at Iowa State, and then they get Texas Tech at home on Black Friday. At Iowa State is the trickiest one left, but they can win all these. And then you're talking about and they should, they I'm should maybe they, they, Oklahoma probably Oklahoma State.
1: Yeah, and and they and honestly, you know, frankly, they're going to be the much more talented and deeper team than all these teams. I do think they need Quinn back because he is a stabilizing presence. He's thrown, I think, around. I don't the exact stat. Apologies, but it's something around 220 passes this season. He has three interceptions. Malik Murphy has thrown 60 balls the last two weeks and has three picks with multiple dropped interceptions. They gotta have better quarterback play. They need Quinn back. Uh, but hey, you survive in advance. You win your clunkers. They jumped. Mm-hmm. They got off to a hot game against a quality team. They let Kansas State
0: sneak back into it but they still survived. They did. They did. And, and this is, this is a key. Like, this is one of those that you go back to and you say, this is where it's, where it turned, where it changed for Texas, because we've been waiting to see this for years. They want a game against a good, this is a good team. This is a good Kansas state team. They want a game that was close that they would have folded before. And now they are in position to do something special. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let us move on, Jesse, to the team that has done something very special each of the past two years. Still rolling to maybe do it this year, too. Georgia did not look dominant for most of the day against Missouri, but Missouri's pretty good. And Georgia put him away at the end.
1: Yeah, this was this was just a choppy game. There was a lot of I thought there was a lot of poor officiating from on both sides. Uh, they kind of stalled a lot of the game's momentum but there was a lot of stoppages again it was kind of just kind of a clunky performance but georgia came out in the second half like they've done you know been apt to do the last 2 years under Kirby Smart they scored two big touchdowns on their first two possessions that kind of allowed them to kind of take control and then in the second half and then in the fourth quarter it was uh you know brady cook kind of turned into a pumpkin a little bit Georgia had two big interceptions, a couple big sacks, uh, and, that, and that was the game. That's how, you know, you turn a, a what was it, like 10-10 at halftime into a, a nine-point win, and you move on and have another big top-10 game against, against Ole Miss next weekend.
0: Yeah, and the part I, I keep wondering with Georgia, you know, we've seen, like we saw Tua come back after that tightrope surgery on his ankle for that Orange Bowl where he got hurt in the SEC Championship game. He's back for the Orange Bowl. like. Where where are we realistically thinking Brock Bowers can come back? What game See, are I, we talking? Are we talking SEC championship or are we talking not till the post the, the playoff if you make I
1: playoff? would say SEC championship. I would say they're watching. I I think there's less concern. I think when they get Brock back, that's just gonna be uh you know, like icing on the cake. I think the guy I, I probably... think that
0: makes them that, that makes them Unbeatable is not the right word, but you, you're not closer wrong. to that.
1: You're not wrong, but here's who I think they need back more. And that's a Marius Mims.
0: The offensive ah, yes.
1: line took a, they just, part of the reason why Georgia did not run away from this game is that the offensive line played really poorly in the first half. They did not create a lot of game, you know, lanes in the run game. Carson Beck got sacked several times. He got hit a couple more times. And, and so you know, they're playing Truss out at right tackle. He's not really a right tackle. They're playing a, you know, freshman at left tackle. Ernest Green's done well, but I think they need Mems back to put him in. He was apparently, you know, went out there in warm-ups today. He's another guy that had this tightrope surgery just several weeks, uh, you know, before Brock. You get him back, and I think that shores up maybe some concerns. Missouri gave some Georgia some problems with that stretch run game. You know, they're playing a lot of youth at linebacker, too. I think as they kind of, you know, get more and more reps, you, you, you kind of maybe shore some of that up. That's not exactly what Ole Miss does well. So I'm not
0: sure that's going to be a huge issue next week. Um,
1: here's, but again, here's the problem if you 26 Tennessee straight two. wins.
0: Yeah. Here's the problem if you're Tennessee. You're basically like, Georgia's basically playing the same offense two weeks in a row. So they're going to get acclimatized. In the in the Ole Miss game, and, and, and the think, Rebels have a lot better receivers, right? And I, and I think you saw, and we'll talk about Ole Miss, Texas A and M in a bit. But I think you saw that the Ole Miss defense is pretty vulnerable if your quarterback's hot.
1: Yeah, and and that's and they they you know Ole Miss's defense has been has benefited. They were a top twenty five unit going into the day, but Pete Golding's unit has benefited a little bit of you know facing some of these. You know, I don't want to call them crap tastic, but but <laughs> less than less than uh, explosive SEC offenses. The Auburns, yeah. you know, the, the Auburns of the world. They, they've kind of taken advantage of several of those, right? And Al- Alabama, you got Alabama
0: and Jalen Milrose first start after the the USF game benching. Like they but didn't I mean, really this- get the the version of the Alabama offense that that you get now.
1: Yeah, but they're and they're you know they've beaten Arkansas during this winning streak. The Razorbacks are nothing to write home well, about. let's
0: let, all right. Let's talk about a And M and Ole Miss because for a while there, I was thinking this was going to be a dominant Ole Miss win, but before the the blocked field goal touchdown return, which felt a little fluky in terms of scoring, it's got to be twenty one nothing. Right. I'm thinking. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they're just not. This is it. And the AM fans are like, we're done. I don't know that this is the mandate where you go, we're gonna raise 76 million dollars to fire this man. But I will say, you have four losses. Your ceiling this season is eight and four. Probably not gonna wind up being that. You're three games, Jimbo is three games behind where Kevin Sumlin was at this point in his tenure. What do you do, Jesse? I
1: I I think I think there's going to be some hat passing tomorrow at church. I, I, I think, I, I think you, maybe you don't raise all the 76 million, but you go ahead and start, you, you get the, you get that little uh, pot moving and you just start passing it down and just say, Hey, let, let's, let let's let see what you got. And what, what are you willing to chip in today? And, and we may need a little bit more next week.
0: There, I mean, Mississippi state's coming to the college station next week. Like, you're, you're, you're not you going to lose, lose that to one, Mis- Well, if you, you lose, lose that one, one it's, it's over. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think they're going to lose to Mississippi State. It, no. Mississippi State looked, it looked like they didn't have a pulse against Kentucky. So I think Zach Arnett's going to be gone at at some point. So the question I say, is, I would say that's Jimbo. a strong bet. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing: Zach Arnett's buyout is four and a half million dollars. There's also an offset, so Zach Arnett's going to get hired as a, as a defensive coordinator somewhere else in the SEC or somewhere in the Big Ten, and Mississippi is going to owe $0. Because $1.5 million a year is less than the going rate for a good D.C., and Zach Arnett is a good D.C. Jimbo's a different story. No offset, $76 bucks, 25% of it up front. That is a lot of freaking money.
1: It is, but, but I mean, it, here's the problem, Andy. It, and I, I said this on Bomb last week, and I wrote about column about it. It's, it's over. It's over. It, whether it's this year, next year, whatever. You know what? It's going to be a record buyout next year. It's going to be a record buyout in three years. It's going to be a record buyout in twenty twenty nine.
0: Yes. So, so just somebody's like, going to break that that Gus Malzahn record by twenty twenty nine, most certainly, Jesse. Well, we'll see. But right now, Jimbo's 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 deal
1: is still on track to be the most expensive buyout ever if and when they have to pay it because he's guaranteed this money one way or another so yeah I, I think you have to to have to move on because there is talent there is talent there Shamar yeah. Turner Shamar Stewart the, the I mean like Max Johnson is not at quarterback, but those receivers are great um you know the freshman running back there is obviously a lot of possibilities with that roster they just need some competency and coaching. To put them over the top. Now we'll see who that is. I don't know. What do you think about if if Mississippi State does move on because that was an abhorrent performance, twenty four to three loss to Kentucky. How much how much money should they be willing to to put on the table to get Dan Mullen to go back to Starkville? <laughs> I, well. New AD there, new AD there. So maybe there's not as much bad blood. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Don't know. Zach,
0: Zach. So, well, the AD who who le- he left Mississippi state for was, was his AD at Mississippi state. Sure. So, um, you know, Zach Selman, Oklahoma ties played at wake forest. So, uh, I don't know where he would go naturally in his mind, but it's
1: such a tough job. I just like,
0: if Dan, the, Dan would take it, if he would entertain it. Yeah. Because he clearly is, you know, demonstrated success there knows how to win there. He does not have to recruit. The, the kind of players he would have had to recruit at Florida. Like he, the reason he got he, fired at Florida has nothing to do with, with what he would be doing at Mississippi State because it's a totally different recruiting job.
1: And I think he honestly would be attractive to folks in the transfer portal because he he would say, Hey, I'm going to put you in an offense that, that can get you to the NFL.
0: Yeah. You know, so no, for some I, guys that would, would want to
1: move up, I, I think I would, I would make just,
0: the call. I don't know if he'd say, he seems to be enjoying the, the TV life, but I'd make the call.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So yeah, they're they're gonna have to Willie Fritz is a call I'd make too, even though he's a little bit older. The dude wins. So I
1: think he I think he's got he's he's waiting for that 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 Lance Leipold. Oh yeah, no, no, he's if, in if, in if Leipold instance.
0: leaves Kansas, Willie Fritz is is going to crawl to Lawrence <laughs> if he can get there. So but yeah, the Jimbo thing is is fascinating to me because You are right. It is going to have to happen because they're paying for SEC and national titles. They're not getting that. They are getting a coach who says our goal is bowl eligibility and that cannot sustain. And it's not going to ever get any better. They're like, he's never going to get them there. And now you're right. It is a ton of money. Now a ton of money next year, a ton of money the year after that, a ton of money the year after that, what, what, did an athletic director that you and I used to cover famously say, Jesse Simonson. What, what, what must happen eventually must happen now. Yeah. Jeremy Foley, Florida athletic whatever. director, what must what must be done eventually must be done immediately. And that brings us to another game in the SEC: Florida and Arkansas. Now I am not advocating for anybody getting fired at Florida because I don't think they have the money to do it. And I that don't and know they, if they should. That and they don't wanna the the
1: fact that Florida's recruiting at a top five level. They don't want they don't want to put a blowtorch to a recruiting class that they believe could be the centerpiece of their turnaround. You and I have talked about this a lot. This is this is a difficult – we talked about this last week when they got, you know, blasted by Georgia. This is the difficulty of trying to, to replicate what is happening in Athens and Tuscaloosa while not living in a Sims world. This is not a video game. Right. You're not playing NCAA, so you can't hit pause on what's happening there and fast-forward Get forward rage either. quit. Yeah. No, this was a such a terrible loss, though, for Billy Napier and the Gators. Oh. To to lose to this reeling Arkansas team. And the, you have a the cha-
0: way they did it.
1: To, to have a chance to become bowl eligible, you're immediately down 14 to nothing in a blink. You're down 14 to nothing. You crawl back. You, you take a late, late, late lead, and then you allow them to tie the game. Game goes to overtime. But oh. you
0: you have a missed extra point. You had two situations where 10 guys are out there on the field goal block team. Uh, you get Again. called for a legal substitution because your field goal team is running on the field when you're trying to clock it. But do we need a special teams change? And you wait, and and in the explanation, Billy Napier says a player is in charge of telling the, the field goal team when to run on the field. You know how you can avoid that? Have a special teams coach who isn't an analyst. The game changing
1: coordinator isn't even allowed to participate in changing the game. They're, they're relying oh, on, Oh, but he's changed a, the game a lot <laughs> on a player instead. This is the, this is the man who was lauded for having like the army of assistants. And yeah. we come to find out that, a, that it's a, it's a lowly walk-on that yeah, is our, our,
0: our guide, Nick Del asked him about special teams and, and miscues in the press conference and Billy Napier is like, what, what do you mean? And then Nick just gives him the laundry list from this game alone. And then if I would have been Nick, I'd be like, would you like the ones from the other games as well? Like we, I don't know if we have but, enough
1: time, but. And, 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 and I want to, I want to agree. With, I want to say this. I we, I, have, I have an agreement with you. Billy does not need to be fired. They're just in an extremely precarious position because. Right. 2024, they can't keep firing coaches. It's not, gonna, no, they, not you what keep, they want you, that way. You, you can't keep firing coaches, but you're, you're pinning a hell of a lot of hopes on a five-star quarterback in DJ Lagway next season, whether he starts or not. He is obviously the future. And the 2024 schedule is just hellacious with 12 Power 5 games. This also, to kind of circle this back to a and for a second, Andy, part of the issue for Jimbo, too, is that it's not just that his own program is not meeting expectations. It's that Texas is now doing what Texas yeah, is doing. That is, that, and that's that a is... huge issue in the Longstorn State, whereas the same thing with Florida. Gator fans are even more upset and have more room to gripe. Because their biggest rival, Georgia, is still number one, has won 26 straight
0: games and is a back-to-back national champion. And Florida State is number four in the and Florida CFP State is right now, now,
1: yeah, is now yeah. on the ascent. Yeah. So, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now flip this to the other side. Arkansas, phenomenal win for them. Six Sam losses Pittman. in a row. They snapped that losing streak. Sam Pittman fired Dan Enos after losing seven to three to Mississippi State. He raises Kenny Guyton up to OC. Kenny Guyton had a really good day. You know what Kenny Guyton? Well, now you get Rocket Sanders back, which helps. But you know what Kenny Guyton realized? KJ Jefferson is 6'4, 240 pounds, and pretty fast. And maybe you should just run the ball with him. Well, that's why I said that's why I mentioned
1: the the levy move because they <laughs> went back to the to the more air rated type
0: scheme. Yeah. Uh, with Guyton. Um, well, no, no, that, that's not the air rated Briles offense, not, not Air raid different, different offenses.
1: I mean, I mean, Brown the, the, yeah. the Baylor offense. Excuse me, not yeah. Air raid, The Baylor offense. Excuse me, yeah. the Baylor offense. Um, but they went back to that sort of scheme, and and yeah, I mean, this was Sam. Sam, I'm gonna have me a cold, you know, cold beer. Pittman, he needed this one
0: because oh, it, you know he he's got
1: a bad buyout too. I had a list of coaches who needed Well, the buyout got to, more expensive with the win. It did. It did because it changed that record. So. Uh, I had a list of coaches before this week that really needed a win. Both he and Tom Allen came mm-hmm. up with big, big W's today. So <laughs> who, my who son came W's home from
0: school. Speaking of, of Tom Allen, my son came home from school yesterday and said we did a pick'em at school. Um, I think I might have messed up. I picked Indiana to beat Wisconsin. I'm like, you definitely messed up. And then this <laughs> afternoon, I'm like, nope, you were right, nailed it. Go Hoosiers! So, nailed it. Wow. I, I mean. That Jesse, that noon slate was wild. So you, that AM game we talked about, that Florida game we talked about, that that Texas K State game we talked about, there was another game in the noon slate that bears discussion, and that is Notre Dame Clemson. Tyler from Spartanburg lit a fire. Lit a fire.
1: That was that was some some you know a cathartic Clemson win right there. That's what that was. That was Dabo puffing his chest telling everyone to buy stock buy stock in the tigers we still can't do anything offensively we still got a quarterback that can't complete a 10-yard pass but his best play was a pooch punt well we got a running back in phil mappa that ran for 200 yards that was awesome yep. we got a defense that just hounded sam hartman i mean they made they made poor sam look like i mean Yosemite Sam just shooting himself in the
0: foot. He had a couple it, terrible and, interceptions. And that, that defense really did come, come up though, because when, when Notre Dame made it 31, 23 at that point in the game, it felt like Notre Dame was going to win. And, and then they got
1: stop after stop, after stop yeah. three straight stops, including one of those interceptions. Did Jeremiah Trotter with one of the games of the season from an individual defensive performer, 11 tackles, he came up with two huge sacks. He had the big pick six. Um, just uh, fantastic performance. And you know, I don't know if Tyler from Spartanburg was a plant, Andy. I don't think you know, he I was I a
0: plant. I don't I, I don't. I think Dabo's ego is too big to let a, to have a plant that that is insulting him that personally.
1: Maybe not, but Dabo, But I'm saying Dabo had every single one of those stats off the dome. And whether it was a plan or not, the motivational ploy or call worked because Clemson clearly heard it, and this was – I mean, again, they they still have a lot of existential questions to answer after this season. They still have a lot of problems offensively um, and philosophically. But this was – like I said, I think this was the cathartic win. Suddenly you're not facing the chance of missing a bowl game for the first time ever under Dabo. You got a couple, you know, tough ones uh, to end the season, but you're five and four. You're you're feeling good. Dabo says we should be nine and oh. Well, we'll see how they finish the rest of the year.
0: Yeah, it's, and Notre Dame probably played its way out of the New Year's six.
1: Definitely did, I think.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I, so that's, uh, I, I don't know what happened there. That defense had been great all season and to let Phil Maffa just run through them like that was was a little bit shocking.
1: It was. I mean, I I, I agree. I mean, they had that was. I, I did not see this letdown coming. I did not. This was not a game I bet. You know, on, on the best bets, I was I was a little skeptical because of how much all the the stuff and, and noise around Clemson this week. You you really didn't know how the team was going to respond. They were down eleven starters. You know, so it was again. they, they showed some impressive resiliency and. Folks find motivation however they can, Andy. That's exactly right. Exactly right. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Another game in that noon window that was just loaded was uh was Ohio State Rikers. Now, this, you look at the final score and you're like, ah, this one this game was very interesting for about three quarters. Th- this
1: game. I don't know how many how much eyes you got on this game, Andy. This was oh, one I that, the whole thing
0: because I had okay. the four box going.
1: Uh, they me too. so this was I, Rutgers. Greg, Greg, you're sick. You already have clinched a bowl game. You're six and two. You're playing with house money. For them to settle for three field goals inside Ohio State's four yard line in the first half, that was just like you're playing not to win. You, you're you're simply playing not to win. I know Ohio State is not the Ohio State of yesteryear offensively. Kyle, you know, I don't, as the Siccos Committee has nicknamed him Kyle uh, Honda McCord. <laughs> so is he's Honda McCord? Well right, Maserati Marv, Marv. Maserati, and Honda McCord, yes, Maserati I, I Marv. It. Uh, yeah. But it's just for our listeners. I mean, it's a it's pretty good. Kudos to the Siccos Committee on that one. Uh, but I mean, he, you know, he was he wasn't doing anything. So, to to it, I I just did not like the way that Shiano managed that because it it played not to win. So you're only up nine seven at halftime. You're then driving in the third quarter. The game completely flips on on a ninety three yard pick six, and and from pretty much there, Ohio State just handed the ball to Travion Henderson, and and Harrison caught a couple short touchdowns.
0: I, I'm hesitant to make any judgments until I see Michigan versus Penn State, but does it not seem that Michigan has the more dynamic roster at this point, which has been a long time since we could really say that
1: Michigan well, won
0: the-, the last two, but I don't know that you would have said that Michigan definitively has a better roster than Ohio State. It looks like they do right now
1: well what what's what's been? <clears throat> Yeah, they do. And the difference is, Andy, they have the best quarterback for the first time.
0: They definitely because have they've that.
1: Because the, they've, they've had the best offensive line the last few years. They just yeah. haven't had the trigger, man. Now J.J. McCarthy is, you know, number two nationally in passing efficiency, yeah. pass, you know, in, in yards per target. And they're not – Michigan's not, like, overly explosive at receiver, but Roman Wilson's good enough. Mm-hmm. And good they, enough. they have
0: the best offense, the better offensive line, the better defensive line probably – Yes. The better secondary, probably, although th- that one's close. Uh, the better backs, maybe? Or I think maybe on a healthy close. day, I'm
1: taking Travion Henderson.
0: Now, obviously, Ohio State has the better receivers. But I I don't know. I, I don't, uh, unless Penn State shows Michigan to be something different than they were because they haven't been playing good competition, which I don't think is going to happen. By the way, I think Michigan is, is going to be pretty superior to them. I, I I don't like Ohio State's chances against the Wolverines.
1: No, and and, and, and I think that's why a lot of folks, you know, there was some folks upset after the first CFP rankings that did not like the fact that, I don't know, you know, during the broadcast, uh, and again, it's an entertainment product. This is going to all sort itself out. Ohio State has two of the better wins of the season so far beating yeah. Notre Dame. I don't have a problem enough. with that. Yeah. And they gotta but, but, they gotta play but, each other, so it'll be fine. Right. But but the point I was trying to make that I, I went a little sideways there was after you know after they released the rankings, Fowler, Herb Street, David, all these guys they're talking and they all basically say, Well, we don't actually think Ohio State's the best team. We think they'll lose to Michigan. And it, so okay, so then why are they ranked number one? Well they're ranked number one because they have you know the best right. wins now. But I agree with you. They I I, I they're going to be underdogs for a reason at the end of the season in the big house, mm-hmm. you know, come that last weekend for Thanksgiving.
0: Let's talk about a couple of games in the ACC before we go. Louisville, by the way, 34 to three over Virginia, a Virginia tech team that had been playing fairly well in the, in recent weeks, Louisville put the hammer down. I ask again, and I say this every time I bring up Louisville these days. How did this team lose to Pitt? I don't know, because this
1: defense is feasting. They 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 pitched a shutout against Duke last weekend. Second straight game without allowing a touchdown. I think they held Vatek under 150 yards. And Jeff Brom, credit to him. You know, he brought in Plummer at quarterback, but Plummer's just a jag. You know, he, and they, today they didn't have Jamari uh, Trash, who's their best receiver. And so Thrash. they just, he said, <laughs> his Thresh. name's not Trash. Trash, Amari Trash. Yes. Amari Trash. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't get it out. Yeah. Uh, but they, you know, credit to Braun because he wants to, he wants to chuck the pill, but the last two weeks, he has just rode that ground game. And today yeah. they had the transfer uh, who, who had 150 yards. Jordan chipped in another 50. I mean, it was just, you know, it's ground and pound and awesome defense. And now you look at their remaining schedule. It's it, right now. They're they're number two in the soul in soul possession to play yeah. Florida State, which clinched a spot in the ACC championship game today,
0: mm-hmm. and that could be the matchup.
1: You know, in a, in, a, in
0: in a game where they're playing without their two best receivers, and it took them a while to get going against Pitt, but they did finally win that game.
1: Yeah, J- Jordan Travis finished with a career day in passing, but it was a little clunky until the third quarter.
0: And I know we keep saying. Miami is is the one these teams have to worry about cuz Miami has to play Florida State and then Louisville. Miami just lost to 20 State? to 20 to 6 yeah. to NC State. They looked kind Van of tepid the whole awful. night. Yeah. Yeah, Van Dyke was really bad. So, yeah, I I think we're we're headed toward a Louisville Florida State ACC Championship game. I think real good chance Florida State's undefeated in that game.
1: I yes, yes, because that Miami, you know, you you could say with the way Florida State played early today, Oh, maybe they were looking ahead to the Hurricanes. You know, look ahead spot. You don't have – they play yeah. Miami next weekend. You don't have your best two receivers. Well, their their defense showed up. The Seminoles played. They forced three more turnovers. Uh, they hounded, um, you know, Pitt. Pitt, Pitt is, is next to nothing. They're last in the ACC on offense. But they played as such today. And, and the Seminoles, they're a complete team. And they have a strong case to continue to move up these rankings, you know, with each week because they they just even if they don't play their A game,
0: they still win seemingly convincingly. Yep. So big week ahead, Michigan, Penn State, whatever else happens with Michigan, because God only knows what stories will come out. About, at least get, another, at least at least one a day. Yeah, given the last week and a half with Michigan stories, like. I don't I have no clue. I w- I will believe almost anything at this point. Like you could you could give me four potential stories and I'd be like, I, I all of them. All of them. So we got all that. We got George Ole Miss. We got Oregon USC, which I I don't I'm not even concerned about the, the result of the game because I'm pretty sure Oregon's gonna win. It's just how bad will u s c look, and I got a question for you, Jesse. Jeez. do you think they do anything midseason with Alex French, or do you think they just ride it out and then make that decision at the end of the season?
1: I mean at this i, I at this point, you would have thought they would have ripped that bandaid off weeks ago, so maybe he does because the pressure mounts after giving up nearly six hundred yards again um but i i mean it is I, I don't even think that's going to change it, other than just throwing you know a, a a body to the wolves i'm not really sure how much that's even going to change because so much of it is just they they lack the fundamentals
0: yeah it, it's been slow on the the coaching carousel front it normally has. by now some things have happened so far we've only gotten arkansas offensive coordinator firing I think and there's going to be and Indiana some, and and Indiana offensive coordinator Frank, Correct. I think there's going to be some movement starting tomorrow.
1: I I I would agree. I mean, right now we you know uh, in terms of head coaches, we only had two head coaches fired, none for on the field reasons.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it it's it's coming, and I don't know. Like, I don't. I think ads have sort of. Gone back and forth now about, do I have to get get in the queue early or does it matter? Because you can do your work behind the scenes if you're planning to fire somebody. But like, what are the shoes to drop? What happens at a and Because you're either going to have to to do something or give the, the dreaded vote of confidence at some point. I don't know if you have to do that now. That might be a, a later kind of thing but whew, i don't know there's a lot washington utah next weekend too washington utah that's right that's right just because utah lost to oregon doesn't mean utah can lose we'll, tennessee we'll missouri lose washington tennessee missouri is gonna be a great game that this is this is quite an enjoyable november i i like the way this is going you know this year, the fourteen playoff. playoff, I, I, I wish there was a 12-team this year. I think it would be even more fun. But I think this is giving us an idea of how much fun it will be when all of these teams are going to be in it. Because, like, Oklahoma State today would have put itself in the mix for a playoff berth with that win. And Notre Dame probably played itself out of one. Exactly, exactly. So you're going to, you would have seen stuff like that, but Ole Miss would have put itself a little closer to one because you might be able to get away with a loss to Georgia if you're 10 and two. And that game was very close. I mean, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot to look forward to, but I do think Sunday might be a newsy day. Let's just leave it at that. Jesse, get some sleep. I got to, I got to figure out my AP top 25 here. So. All right. Well, we will talk to you again very soon, maybe sooner than you want to. All right. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.